Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Welcome to the first ever Say Hey podcast, a San Francisco Giants podcast for the casual fan. We are extremely excited to get on here and just talk baseball with you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and follow us individually on Twitter at Say Hey Doug and at Say Hey Rob. And uh, speaking of Rob, how you doing today, bud? Doing pretty good. You know, just got home from work, you know, put back a couple pops, getting ready for this pilot episode of the say hey podcast and like i've been telling you have been watching a little baseball and getting really frustrated with all these strikeouts but you know we'll get into that later you know it's not a it's not a perfect product um obviously these guys <laughs> went you know I, i'm sure you know they're practicing on their own time training on their own time but to come in after over about four months since spring training was occurring and then you have what two weeks to get ready for the season it's it's hard and then you go out and you're facing you know guys throwing 98 99 <laughs> you know it's not going to be great stuff to watch so um yeah i agree you know i shouldn't be one to judge here you know at least these guys are actually on the field unlike the miami marlins and uh you know don mattingly <laughs> and, and his band of idiots but yeah you're right i'll stop complaining and we'll get to it here Oh, the Marlins. What a, what a time for them and their franchise. Um, you know, before we get into what we do here on Say Hey Podcast or what we're going to do since this is our pilot episode, I wanted to introduce ourselves kind of with our history and our fandom of the San Francisco Giants so our uh, soon-to-be followers and listeners can uh, can kind of know what we're about. So uh, I'll let you start, Rob. Like, tell us Tell us about yourself and how long you've been a Giants fan and like, um, you know, what do the Giants mean to you? That kind of stuff. Where to begin with the Giants? Well, first game I went to, I want to say I was, I was five and they got killed, but, but Matt Williams, Barry Bonds and Robbie Thompson all hit home runs against the Reds. And pretty sure they were all solo shots and they lost that game a good 12, 12 to four, I believe. <laughs> and I remember being there with my uncle Rick and who's the world's biggest Reds fan. And he would not, he gave me so much crap. And there I was being a little kid watching my team get beat to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he would not let, let me live it down. So from that point on, I, I took the Giants very seriously and winning very seriously and losing even even worse. But that was my first game, and despite the horrible outcome, I've I've been hooked ever since. And 
you know, it, it's gotten better o- over the years, of course, but. Oh man. Some of those name drops that you get. So, I mean, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking what mid nineties here, probably Ni- 1995. I believe that was because the reds, the reds had Barry Larkin and Reggie, oh. Sa- Reggie Sanders and guys like that. And they were, they weren't that good, but I'll tell you what, they were a lot better than the giants back then. Yeah, and you know, I forgot before we got into actual giant stuff, um, not that any of you care, but uh, personally, Robbie and I have known each other since kindergarten, and uh, that's uh, speaking of what, 1995, actually, that was when we were in kindergarten, so now you kind of know how old we are, too. I'm uh, not quite 30. Robbie is 30, so, <laughs> but yeah, we've been, we've been friends for a long time. We've... Uh, obviously spent a lot of time together we've been to many sporting events together including many san francisco giants games and you know uh for me when i think of our giants memories especially together man i'll tell you what when we would cross the san mateo bridge we live out in the valley uh when we would cross the san mateo bridge and get over to the uh southwest side of the bay before we took that turn going north um, I would always anticipate, and we were probably seven or eight at the time when you would start this. And um, right when we turn over the basin there, and you could see the edge of Candlestick, you would say, "There it is, there it is." And then we we would know that Candlestick is approaching. And uh, Robbie went to a lot of more Giants games than I did at Candlestick growing up, but I I got to go to probably a good dozen before it shut down. So. Um, it kind of shows you our timeline of uh, how long we've been Giants fans, and we've consistently been fans ever since. Um, I would say my one memory when I was young, I have two, but um, one was I got to see Mark McGuire hit a home run in 98 at Candlestick the year he you know, hit 70. And then some guy came and broke that record three years later. And then uh, – <laughs> and then um, – do you remember, Rob, we, I think it was maybe the year before. So it was like 97, and the Giants were playing the Padres like they are tonight. I know exactly and, where you're going with this. <laughs> and we always love to get there early because we love watching batting practice. I mean, I, I think um, most people that love baseball love to get there early and watch batting practice. And Tony Gwynn hits one into the left field bleachers where you and I were um, – and uh, I just remember there was nobody around and we were able to both go get that ball together. And we ended up at the <laughs> ages of like seven and eight. We're like, we're going to share this. And I have not seen that ball since. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've seen it in about 15 years, but it, it happened and we had it and we treasured that thing for about two months. <laughs> you know, which sucks because um, I think you feel along the same lines as me is this like, cause, cause I obviously we, we remember the end of Tony Gwynn's career and like he was, he's the best pure hitter I've ever seen. Agreed. And d- dude was, dude was just a stud. So it was cool that, um, you know, we were able to get a ball hit off the bat of that legend, you know, rest in peace, Tony. Yeah, but, um, sure. so, we got to find that ball, man. Cause now it like means so much, you know? I will be contacting my father here in the next couple hours <laughs> because I didn't throw it away. I didn't lose it. It's got to be up in that old closet. It's got to be it's up there be. somewhere. And, and you know what? I don't mean to backtrack too much, but uh, get into how old we are. Do you know where I got there it is from? 
Please, please explain. John Hammond in Jurassic Park when they come up on the island. <laughs> That's how old we are. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. That's funny. Because yeah, well, Jurassic Park Swear. came out what, like three years before that? Oh yeah. It was my favorite movie as a little kid. <laughs> in the beginning. I mean, that, that changed a lot, but oh my gosh. That's where I got that from. That's funny. All right. Well, <laughs> enough about us. Let's let's shift into you know the bulk of this episode. We're we're not going to take a ton of your time on this episode. Um, we kind of just wanted to introduce basically what the Say Hey podcast is going to be. And so uh, you know we have a list here in front of us that I'll read off to to kind of show what we're going to discuss on a regular basis, how we do things, and so um, you know. Uh, the first thing we have here is it says we will preview and recap series. So um, we'll get on as much as we can. We're, we're both working guys. We're busy, um, but we are very active on Twitter. We love tweeting during the games. So please uh, interact with us on there um, because we'll interact with you. But back to the list here, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give some insight on what we think is going to happen in the series coming up and um recap series that just happened and so at the end of this we'll kind of discuss the uh, Dodgers series um, just as a quick recap but on a normal basis we'll go into it a little more um, than that Rob do you have anything to add on to that or no I think uh, you know maybe every every now and then you know we'll when the when the series you know get to be you know bigger stakes you know we'll 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 dive deeper into stuff like that and pitching matchups and you know who the Giants might be missing, you know, in, in a rotation from, say, the Dodgers and the Clayton Kershaws of the world. You know, grant, granted, you know, they they stay competitive. You know, we will, yeah, we'll give good breakdowns of each series and, you know, we hopefully we won't miss a beat. Giants rotation uh, to be determined on a daily basis right no, now due to that, Gabe Kapler. <laughs> that's why I was talking about the other team. We don't know what the hell the Giants are doing right now. You know, it's funny before we move on. I, I tweeted the other day. I, I, I said it is way too far in advance, uh, Mr. Kapler, because he announced tonight's starter, who is Samarja, finally getting the start. And then tomorrow's Cueto again, correct? For game two of the yes. Padres series. I'm like, dude, we're used to you telling us an hour and a half before first pitch. Like, how are you letting us know this far in advance? I thought that was kind of funny. Well, but, I, um, you know, I, I think all Kapler had to say was, well, you know who hasn't pitched yet, so I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly so uh the ne- next uh, point here on our list is um talking about the giants how they stack up against you know the rest of the national league and the national league west obviously the schedule is a little different this year uh with what's going on with covid and um how the uh the realignment of the divisions so uh it things are different straight up things are different but um, we'll adjust like the pros are adjusting. And, um, you know, so we like, we, once you get to know us and this kind of is tying in another uh, bullet point later on, on the list, but, um, we don't hold back our opinions on, on sports, let alone San Francisco giants. We are very realistic. So, you know, you're going to hear things on here that you may not like. Um, but we tell it like it is, we're not going to blow smoke up your ass to be honest. So, we don't have ties to anybody in the organization. We're just regu- <laughs> we're, we're we are just regular fans who live and die with every game, and you know that's I wouldn't have it any other way at this point. That is correct. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about how they're stacking up against the Russian National League, especially the National League West. Um, 
we'll talk about team and individual player performances. We won't go like diving in, you know, dedicating a whole podcast episode to why Brandon Crawford, you know, can't hit a breaking ball. So uh, <laughs> what we'll, what we'll do is, <laughs> you know, but we'll we'll, we'll touch on um, how the team's doing at the current moment. Um, also, you know, how certain guys are doing. So we'll touch bases on that as well. I think the most um, fun thing to talk about this next point on our list uh, regarding any sports teams. Um, I, I know Robbie, Robbie and I can say it for our basketball teams or for our basketball team, our football team, and especially, uh, you know, our, our beloved giants here. We love to talk like from the point of view of a general manager and um, front office transaction and movements and decisions like there's no better time of year than prior to the trade deadline. And so I love discussing um, possible moves they can make or in the offseason free agency um, acquisitions that are possible to come to San Francisco. So, uh, Rob, if you want to touch on that for a little bit, go ahead, man. Yeah, sure. Um, I've been pretty lucky. Um, my aunt has had season tickets to the uh, Stockton Ports basically my entire life. So I've been very fortunate to go see a lot of the prospects in San Jose and not just that, you know, Bakersfield, Visalia, you know, Modesto, I mean, up and down the list, you know, Inland Empire. And, you know, I get real, really in, into prospects. Uh, I want to say the, the best prospect I've ever seen was probably Paul Goldschmidt. And he, this might shock you once you get to know me a little bit better, but number two would probably be Baron, Brandon Belt. And it's, it, yeah, it's, but it's, I, I'm very fascinated with, with with seeing dudes down, down a ball and just kind of see how they go. And, you know, especially, you know, locally in Stockton, you know, that's, that's the Oakland A's. And if, if you're a good a ball prospect, you know, you're going to be on the A's almost in, in less than a two year span. And then you'll be on another team after that. But, but yeah, like there's, there's nothing I, I like more than, you know, talking prospects and draft and, you know, trade deadlines cool too, but I've, you know, I've always felt like, you know, you, you build your core, you know, through, through the draft and through, through the minor leagues, which, you know, if you, you look back at, you know, our giants last dynasty, you know, with Buster Crawford, Bumgarner, hell, Brandon Belt, Joe panic, you know, Linscombe, Kane, all homegrown, homegrown, homegrown talent guys. Yeah, you know, and the Giants have money too, but you know it comes down to prospects at the end of the day. I've always thought that. Yeah, and just to tie in prospects too, um, it is it's cool because I, I obviously you've gone to way more in person, but um, the beauty of baseball when we're talking prospects is are are that you know in football and football you you don't get to see guys like get an opportunity to develop really. And, you know, have a shot at making the, the, you know, quote unquote, big league team, you know, they're on the roster right away or they don't make the team, you know, basketball, you get, you know, the G league, which has improved the last few years. Um, but it's just not the same. Uh, you know, you have to get through a double a triple a, I mean, freaking low a up in Oregon, you know, in the, in the giants right. organization. And so, you know, it is very difficult to get, to the show as they say i mean it's 
you either got to be really good or you got to bust your butt getting through the minor leagues. And so that's why I think talking prospects um, is just so unique because uh, you either build with them or they become trade pieces, which ties in ultimately, you know, back to why we love talking from a general uh, manager perspective so much. But, um, you know, moving on to the next point, uh, I have here listings and rankings. And um, I haven't had much time to talk to Rob about this specifically, but I think we share the same desire of I, I love ranking things and putting them in order and, and, and listings and, you know, like power rankings of teams fascinate me or, you know, doing, doing the rankings of guys at a certain position, um, you know, like top five third baseman in the league, you know, like that stuff is really cool to me. Um, and I would love to get on here and just talk about it and talk about why, you know, I have certain things in a certain order. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. Power rankings are, you know, I think the creation of power rankings the last couple of years, you know, I've, I've seen it, you know, a couple different ways, you know, cause at the end of the day, it, it really is meaningless, but it gets people, <laughs> it gets people talking, you know, like, especially in, in, in the NFL, like you got, you got teams, fan bases up in arms when the, when the 49ers are seven and the Seahawks are six, like, okay, who the hell cares really? <laughs> but, but, oh, what well, ESPN said it, but it gets people talking. And, and I, and I do like that. I, you know, I, I like the inter- interaction with, with baseball, you know, when we get, get down to rankings, you know, how often does the best team really win? Hardly ever. <laughs> I mean, well, real, you know, really. just, just to go off of what you're saying though, too. I mean, like, you look at 10, 12, and 14, all three years. I, uh, 2012, like the Giants were a really good team. That was a really good team in 12. But even that year, in all three years they won a title, they were not the best team in baseball. Hell no. You know, it's, it's about getting <laughs> hot at the right time. And, um, you know, I'm sorry I cut you off there. I don't know if you want to finish your thought. I'm sorry. I, just, no, I, mean, I wanted to say that. No, no you, you're, you're totally right. But you know, when we get down to – you know, power rankings and, and stuff. I mean, you know, we're always going to come back to the Yankees and, and the Dodgers and teams like that. And, and rightfully so you look at those rosters and you, you wonder how the hell do these guys not win every year, but that's, that's the beauty of baseball. And, but it, but it gives teams like, I, I'm not calling the giants a low market team. Cause they're, they're not, but you know, the, the teams over the years, like people forget, you know, the, the, the Marlins have won two World Series in the last, you know, 20, 20 years. Like, and that makes the no Royals. sense. Yeah, the Royals. Yeah, that makes no sense at all. But no. that that that's the beauty of baseball. It really is. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, I won't spend too much more time on it. But we will we will definitely get into that stuff. And um, I'm looking forward to – I'm going to be honest. I've gotten pretty comfortable and familiar with uh, making graphics and stuff and sharing them. So, you know, we definitely want to interact with, with you guys about um, putting stuff out there and we want you to give your thoughts on how we feel about things too. So make sure you're looking for those, um, you know, moving on on the list, we're almost done. Uh, uh, looking back at good and bad giants memories through the years. And my God, we have a plethora, <laughs> a plethora of both. Um, you know, it's, uh, we do, we like to, to talk about the past and, um, 
I'll share t- I'll share a good and bad one real quick just for entertainment. And then if you want to do the same, you can. Uh, a good memory in this one shares you and I actually, Rob, because we went to this game together. I think it was five years ago as I'm sipping out of and I'm showing Robbie on the camera uh, the 2015 opening day cup. And it's got Bumgarner and Posey on there celebrating the 14 World Series. Ah, um, yes. But anyways, 2015 uh, AT&T Park at the time. Uh, Robbie and I are uh, up in the club level. Thanks, Auntie Steph. Yeah, thank and you. For everything <laughs> for everything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, shoot. Um, but they're playing the Phillies, and I remember the Giants won this game. What fifteen to two, and they set <laughs> they set a ballpark record with twenty two hits, and that was the night that Hunter Pence hit that opposite field uh, grand slam into the arcade. You remember that? That was when the freaking bum rolling down the boardwalk went after the ball yes. and fell in. That was an elite moment. <laughs> so, yes, I, 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 you know, I forgot about that until you brought that up. But he did. And then he kind of trip over the bar, too. He oh, didn't, was, like, smoothly jump in. He, like, it, fell in. It was beautiful. And honestly, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if that was pants or if it was panic. Who hit that home was, run? Well, actually, that that bomb might have been panic, but I do remember Pence hitting an opposite field grand slam that night. He, well, he definitely did. I mean, everybody, yes. hit, everybody hit a home run that night, if Correct. I remember correctly. <laughs> but. And then, and then, like, you know, on the other hand, a, a bad moment. And, again, we're just talking about, like, we'll share these, you know, for entertainment purposes. But a bad Giants moment, I wasn't there personally, but it's kind of resurfaced on social media the last few days. Do you remember <laughs> – the great John Miller call of Ruben Rivera's base running gaff. Yes, and I have seen that a thousand times thanks to the Dodgers <laughs> base running I, on Saturday. I, I just I, I don't know I I don't know why that got brought back up, but I saw it like four or five different times on Twitter over the weekend and I'm like, why the hell is this back up again? And it was oh my god, that was so bad. I can tell you because the Do- the Dodgers ran into like three outs on Saturday against our Giants and True and and all of a sudden, because I I didn't see this, I I had gotten home and it was like the fourth inning, and lo and behold, the Giants had a lead. It was a freaking miracle, and <laughs> and everybody on Twitter is like, oh, the Giant or the Dodgers, you know, base running today, and there was Ruben Rivera running around second base like five times, <laughs> going back, touching it, going back, touching it, running back, cutting cut through the infield, trying to get the third. And oh man, what a what a day that was. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk good and bad memories. Maybe we'll even do some, you know, on this day or something. I can do some research on that. But um, the last two bullet points here on our on our list of you know what you're gonna hear on this podcast on a regular basis, kind of we already touched on and they tie, they could tie in together. Um, but one is we will have guests on here. Um, we love bringing in our you know a Giants. Giants friends that we have on Twitter that we'll, we'll want to bring in and get their perspective. Some of them are pretty damn credible people as well. Um, so we'll, we'll be excited to get them on here in a couple episodes. And like I said before, we love to interact with our listeners and followers on social media, always answering questions. Obviously, you know, this is our first podcast, so I sound like we've been doing this forever, but you know, Robbie <laughs> and I have been on Twitter forever and Giants Twitter and um, many of our followers on there, uh have been you know picked up literally tweeting during giants games about what's going on and so and that tied in the last thought where it says live reactions to games random giants thoughts um we love to talk uh 
on on Twitter. So um, make sure you're following us on there, and and you know we'll talk to you all the time on there. Of course, tonight's gonna be a good night, especially being the home home uh, opener. What is it? It's opening night, I guess. So could be a packed house. Wait, wait, hold. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, and I just thought of something. These first three games at home are all at night. So when the hell is opening day? Is that gonna be Saturday? Or Friday? Uh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, uh, just a quick look at the schedule. Uh, Friday, <laughs> Friday, the Rangers are in town. It's at six. Oh hell yeah! Uh, oh, opening day is August second against the Texas Rangers. Uh, remember twenty ten, and it's a one oh five first pitch. So opening night at Oracle Park is tonight. Opening day Sunday. <laughs> what time's the game on Saturday? Uh, we are looking at, I think six ten. Yeah. So Friday, Saturday, six ten. So good Lord. Um, that's funny you bring that up because it's like, yeah, opening day. Well, no, it's, well, it's opening night. Uh, well, I, I, I thought maybe Thursday would be like a, you know, a day game, but apparently not. So no, yeah, we're, we are five days removed from opening day, even though tonight is opening night. 2020 you would think too you would think too with all this regional travel and 60 games in what 66 days that getaway games getaway games would be kind of the thing this year and we'd have a lot of day baseball but i guess not apparently not rob manfred here we go (laughs) all right so basically we've covered um what we'll be discussing on a regular basis we're super excited to get kind of to episode two because that'll be our first like normal podcast um but we did want to touch up real quick, um, a quick Dodger recap. Um, I don't know if you want to start, Rob, or I can start and toss it up to you. No, sure. I'll, I'll get going on this. You know, the first two nights were uh, not good. You know, we watched. But, you know, this is kind of beside the point. Opening night on ESPN and then having to go back to ESPN again on <laughs> Sunday. Holy crap. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I watched... Thursday was definitely on mute. Sunday night was was on mute again. But but Thursday, just re- reading the Twitter comments from from everybody, and oh my gosh, like I'm I'm just glad I had it on mute. But I think I think the biggest takeaway from from that series is is that we we don't know what the hell we're gonna get from this pitching staff. Like forget the lineup, you you know, like like we talked about earlier, Kapler or not coming forward with starters until an hour, two hours before, you know, first pitches. Yeah. I mean, it's, sometimes, yeah. If you have an injury or something, but consistently every day, I mean, that's unheard of. And Dave Roberts, you know, said it as much said he, you know, he didn't like it. You know, he didn't agree with it, but I think that's, I don't think Kapler's doing it to be a dick. I think he, he probably don't know either. And then having everybody in the bullpen right now, not having a role, like I guess Trevor Gotts the closer. He's got two, so sure. But you know, going nice in open, oh, right? <laughs> but but coming into opening day, I, I could have been way off base here. But I, I thought Sean Anderson was going to be the, the closer, and I think uh, opening night or second second game, he's in there like the sixth inning. So that shows you, you know, where we're at with all this as fans, you know. To, to go to go off of that, literally, um, it's it's interesting because I find I, I find it actually um, 
cool that we don't know what to expect because you oh, know I like long, it yeah uh, it's new and for a long time you know we would uh, we'll, we'll get into this trust me but not tonight but you know having guys that have been there for a long time and you know we we know what to expect from them and so seeing all these new names and from the expanded rosters you know, I call it the COVID rosters, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I don't have it off the top of my head. Like how many, can you have 30 right now on a roster? Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. So obviously it's different from the normal 25, which went to 20. I think it was supposed to go to 26 this year anyways, but right. um, they have extra arms. And so, yeah, and, and a lot of them are young and a bunch of known era shit. I'm hosting a giants podcast. I can only name probably half of the bullpen right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Again, though, it ties back into it's kind of cool because we're finally seeing new faces. Some of them have been good. Some have been bad. But I think that's the exciting aspect of it is we're starting to see new faces, um, hopefully faces of the future. And we saw a lot of that Thursday, Friday, my summary real quick. Thursday, Friday was like, this is expected. It's going to be a long two months, these 60 games. You know, the Giants be lucky to win 20 games. But then... Uh, and you know, I, I would take the, my takeaway from Thursday, Friday, the only positive I have was I was happy with Johnny Cueto's four innings. I thought yeah. he looked, he looked good. He's in shape. He's healthy. Um, the elbow's not bothering him anymore. And so he didn't want to come out. Correct. So I'm, he throws again tomorrow night against the Padres. I'm excited to see if they, you know, the leash is a little longer. Maybe he can get in five, six innings. So I'm excited about that. Sun, uh, Saturday, Sunday though. The two wins, um, and they were weird. Uh, yeah, they were. I, I don't know how to how else to put it. The, the offense is it's lacking, but and the defense for the most part has been lacking. But seeing the young arms come in and just freaking battle, and I know I sound like a high school baseball coach right now because I've been one, but right. you know the dudes are battling and they're finding ways, especially against. I still think the the. Um, top to bottom, the Dodgers ha- had the best built roster in baseball. And so to find and scrap two wins and split a series at Chavez Ravine and come back two and two, you know, it gives me hope. Like maybe, you know, God forbid COVID ends this season early, which it very well could yeah, at right. the moment. But, you know, it gives me hope through the next 56 games of like, you know, we, we may see some positives going into the future here. Um, so, I'm definitely excited. Uh, the Giants won that series just because they split with them. Uh, that's what, and I, that's I feel too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, definitely, definitely looking forward to seeing the young guys continue to get some playing time. So yeah. that's our quick recap of the, the Dodgers series. Um, tonight, the Padres are in San Francisco for the next three games. Um, the Padres interest me, man, because they are – they're they're extremely young too, like the Giants, but they have more young talent that's ready to go. Um, I mean, everybody knows about you know Tatis and um, you know Will Myers is still there, and he I think he hit a home run the other night, and he's he's he getting kind of old. But th- there's definitely some talent on this Padres roster. Kirby Yates, you could argue, is the best closer in baseball. Um, so there's definitely some talent on this pod. I, so I'm I'm uh, excited to see the Giants and Padres the next three nights. Yeah, I mean the the Padres for for me like I, I've seen a, a lot of a lot of their prospects come come through the system. I saw saw Tatis play. 
uh chris paddock is the guy that stands out to me you know he, they kind of had him on an innings restriction last year i don't know the the whole history to that but but they were saying that th- this year you know they were going to give him a lot more rope and i mean that that dude that dude is filthy and you know i believe they got they got zach davies going tonight which I believe he was with milwaukee last year and yeah he, he was he was aided by a lot of run support but he he's quality you know he's he, he's been around but for for samarja tonight in, in particular because i think that's the guy that we're all curious to see is you know just keeping those guys in the yard because the padres are a very 2020 team and they're very big on the on the long ball and they, and, and they, and they strike out a lot and probably they're probably one of those new teams now that, that really studied the, the launch angle effect. And I really couldn't explain to you what, what, what that really is. If I was trying to explain it to a kid, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what that, what that's all about, but, but that, that's, that's what they, what they're about. You know, Manny Machado and Will Myers and I mean, they, 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 they've had so much power come through the system. I mean, they, they gave away. Fran Reyes last year to the Indians and Hunter Renfro to the Rays. I mean, that that's, that's how little they're worried about hitting the ball out of the yard. I mean, that, that, that team can, can be scary good here in a couple of years. And it's going to be a good test for the giants because again, we, we don't know what the hell the giants are. Yeah, it's a good point. And I'm looking over the uh, Padres roster can you believe? And he actually he threw the other night. Garrett Richards is still in San Diego, and well, like he actually threw pretty well the other night. Five innings, six Ks. He did have three walks, but um, you know I I'm surprised he's still around because I know didn't he have did he have Tommy John a couple years ago? I believe he had two Tommy Johns, but it was with yeah. the Angels. Okay. Yeah, I, I think yes, that's I, right. I think the Padres just it might have been this past offseason. They might have t- taken a flyer on him. I. I I don't know for sure, but I know he's got Tom, Tommy Johns with, with 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 Anaheim. Yeah, and you know what? I'm here's. I always admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna admit right now. I I was uh, totally mixing up freaking Garrett Richards and Clayton Richards. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you know I was like, dude, Clay. So I'm reading Garrett Richards, and I'm like, oh, he threw pretty well the other night, and then I'm thinking. Dude, Clayton Richards been there for like eight years. Like, I haven't heard his name in a couple years. I know he wasn't there. I'm such an idiot. So there, hey, look, we're we're <laughs> we're not perfect here. Like, but I love to admit when I'm wrong. So I do. So apologies. But yes, I was mixing up Garrett Richards with Clayton Richards. Pretty sure Clayton Richards out of baseball, but he still sticks seven, <laughs> and that's something, and that's something to celebrate every day. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty sure you're 100 percent correct on that. Um, but hey, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, Again, we appreciate, you know, some of you going to listen to our first episode. It's not like this every time. We'll get more. We will talk more baseball from here on out. Um, but we're definitely excited uh, to interact with you. Uh, Rob, do you have any closing thoughts before I close this out? You know, if you're anything like me when it comes to this 2020 Giants team, you're going to be a bit pessimistic of everything. But, and this is hard for me to say, please give these guys a chance, you know, give Gabe Kapler a chance, give Farhan a chance, you know, you know, the expectations could not be any lower and we knew that coming in. So let's just try to remember that through, through these uh, soon to be, you know, tough days ahead of us. But 
yeah, g- go Giants. Let's 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 stay with them. A positive Robbie Lewis. You heard it here first yeah. on the Say Hey podcast. Never again. Uh, but hey, yeah, hey, just like we said at the beginning of the episode, uh, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast. Follow me on there at Say Hey Doug. Follow Robbie on there at Say Hey Rob. Um, again, thanks for being with us, and uh, we look forward to the next episode. Go Giants! Every time the chips are down, it's bye-bye, baby. History's in the making at Candlestick Park. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.